Hello, hello, happy new year and happy Sudanese Independence Day. I'm your host, Coco Hantis, and I'm so glad that you're here. In heart of the new year, Light and I are having a sale for the Coco's merch. All you have to do is go to Etsy and search up Coco's Cup with Coco Hantis, and it should be a pink sweatshirt with a pink and brown design. You'll find it. I know you will, girl. But get you that sweatshirt. It's cute. It's There's so many different colors that you can get it with, and... I, I, I don't know. Get it as a gift. Valentine's Day is coming up. I don't know. Birthdays are coming up this year. It's the first of the month. But apart from all that hoopla, today's episode is going to be a little bit more serious. I'm going to be talking about the events of Sudan. As you guys know, I am Sudanese, so I recognize that having a platform and having an audience is really important and really crucial to letting people know what's going on because the media can really change and try to manipulate the message of what's being portrayed and I want to make sure that it's as clear as possible in this podcast. Sudan has experienced prolonged conflicts and civil wars leading to widespread violence and displacement. Women often become vulnerable to various forms of violence which includes trigger warning, sexual assault, and gender-based violence amidst the chaos of war. The displacement of communities due to conflict leaves women particularly vulnerable as they may face increased risk of ex- exploitation and abuse in unfamiliar environments. The deep-rooted cultural norms and inadequate legal frameworks contribute to the per- perpetuation of gender-based violence. Women may face challenges in seeking justice or protection due to societal norms that stigmatize survivors or fail to address gender-based crimes inadequately. The economic impacts of war exacerbates the difficulties faced by women, often forcing them into vulnerable positions to secure basic necessities for their family. Economic instability can also contribute to an environment where women are more susceptible to exploitation because Sudan and many of the people of Sudan are very poor, especially at this time right now. This ongoing conflict, most recent of April, has disrupted access to essential services like education and health care for women and children. Limited educational opportunities and healthcare exacerbates women's vulnerabilities and hinder their ability to escape cycles of violence. The political instability in Sudan contributes to an environment where violence violence can persist, with various factions vying for power and control. And ever since the dictatorship has been overthrown, essentially meaning that the absence of stable governance has been impeded, has created that the efforts to address and prevent gender-based violence effectively has been lowered. The current crisis gripping Sudan demands our attention and empathy. Recent events have witnessed an alarming escalation of violence, leading to the displacement of countless civilians, my families included. Families have been torn apart, communities shattered, The human toll of this conflict is both heartbreaking and infuriating. In exploring the root causes, we can uncover a web of the political, economic, and social factors intricately woven into Sudan's troubled history, which will eventually shed light on the complexity of this situation. The humanitarian impact of the crisis is undeniably severe. Behind the statistics lie real stories of families grappling with the harsh realities of conflict, which can include shortages of food and water, lack of medical care, and the desperate search for safety. 
it's so imperative that we understand the depth of these challenges to formulate informed responses and interventions. And again, as I come from a Sudanese background, I wanted to give you some perspective. My aunt, from my mom's side, her husband lost his job in April when the war broke out. And since April, every single day, he's been going to a mine in search for gold. Gold is an abundant resource in Sudan. And my theory is that the United States is keeping this conflict going because they will prevail. They will be able to have gold for a lessened cost, right? That's just how war goes. That's how economics goes. That's how this world goes round, unfortunately. But he's been digging in this mine hundreds of miles beneath the earth, okay? Hundreds of miles do you understand the temperatures? Because they don't have AC underground. Not like that, no. And he's going every day to try to make some sort of money to be able to afford what little food and water he can provide for his family. And he can do nothing else but mine all day. Because what is it going to look like for him to return to his kids and say, I didn't make any money to have any food? And kids, when they're being put in these traumatic situations, are faced with the harsh reality and and faced with self-awareness that kids shouldn't even have, right? And he's been doing that since April. It's January now. And there's gases and chemicals that are being inhaled through his body. And when my mom showed me his before and after picture of what it's looked like, because at this point, every day his face is covered with soot, with dirt, unknown chemicals, unknown minerals all over his face, and he has not found even an ounce of gold. And hearing this, to me, as someone, this is my, my uncle, And this is the reality of of hundreds of thousands of people living in Sudan, okay? He has aged 20 years by being exposed to, to these toxic chemicals and minerals. Especially since he's doing this day and night. Maybe not even sleeping the full eight hours. Sudan is already close to the equator. It's already a hot country. And imagine maybe 10 times as hot beneath the earth in the conditions that he's in. And he's he's inhaling these chemicals, inhaling these toxins, trying to provide for his family. The international community's response to Sudan's crisis is a crucial aspect of the broader discussion. From peacekeeping missions to diplomatic negotiations... Various efforts have been made to address the conflict. However, controversies and debates surround the effectiveness of these initiatives, prompting us to critically assess the role of the global community in Sudan's plight. A lot of people do not know what's going on in Sudan right now because the media chooses and decides what they want to plaster. 
what's interesting enough, what should make a headline. And Sudan is in dire need of help and support from people all over. In the midst of this crisis, the voices of those directly impacted by the conflict must be heard. Through personal testimonies and narratives, we gain insight into the lived experience of individuals who have endured unimaginable hardships. These stories serve as a poignant reminder of the resilience and strength of the Sudanese people in the face of adversity. And this has been something that's been ongoing since the war in 2011, when the North and South decided to separate and become two separate countries. And again, in the age of information, a surge of social media, surge of media in general, plays a pivotal role in spreading awareness. Hashtags, images, personal stories, they all serve as powerful tools to amplify the message. Yet, caution must be exercised to combat misinformation, emphasizing the importance of fact-checking or to maintain the integrity of the narrative. I know there's been a lot of content surrounding Palestine, and I make the wat for the people that are living there. I am so sorry for Palestine being let down by the U.S. government. I think it's also important to recognize a lot of other countries that are being let down, Congo included, the Republic of Congo. There's, because the information is not being widespread through the media, because it's being censored, it's important what you see and what you hear and where you're hearing it from. And amidst the despair, there are avenues for positive action. This is where the call to action becomes paramount and so crucial. By supporting organizations and initiatives aiding Sudan, we contribute to the collective effort in alleviating the suffering of those who have been affected. In the digital age, it is so important to not spread misinformation and I wanted to also give you guys some more perspective of what's going on in Sudan because it's kind of hard to say in a short podcast episode where I'm trying to be informative as positive, but I don't want to trigger anybody in any sort of way. The war has been broken out against the Sudanese military and what we call the Janjaweed, which means horseback devils, translated in, in Arabic, astaghfirullah. And they're communists, so they oppose the government. And some of the things that they've been doing, as I've said before, the gender-based violence is trigger warning. They've been kidnapping women, focusing on women, okay? Finding their families as well. So they're kidnapping the women in front of their families, their fathers, their uncles, their brothers, their grandfathers, and raping these women with guns to the heads of their fathers, their brothers, their uncles, their grandfathers, generations of men, raping their own, their daughters, 
as a intimidation factor, as a form of, I couldn't even say, because hearing about it and hearing my mom tell me about family members that have been affected or anyone that they know that have been affected is baffling to me. I could bear to imagine at all, you know? One thing for me, I'm a first-generation American. My mom was born and raised in Sudan. She's grown with their customs. She's endured the wars. She's seen poverty. And I feel for her. I am an empath. And I feel for her. And I think about her family and all of the families in Sudan. I think about my community and how they are being let down by entitled men, entitled people who think that they can just come around and run things the way that they want to. Some other things that they've been doing, because people, war has not hit the north of Sudan yet. So people are, are flooding to Medina. They're, fla- they're um, fleeting to Medina, a city up north. And with them fleeing, they're leaving behind restaurants, their livelihood, everything that they've ever wished and dreamed and made happen in this life, they're leaving because they can't afford to live or die because now it is a choice for them. People are being stripped of anything and everything that they've ever worked and lived for for their entire lives. I know my mom's friend had a restaurant and for 40 years they spent with their family when the help of others to make this restaurant successful. The Jindaweed came and took everything from them. They've raided people's houses, houses that just held memories and taken everything that they had. Because the Jindaweed doesn't care. They don't have feelings. Zero. Nothing. Like they don't know anything. Zero. Because the one thing that they are thinking about is them and themselves only. The situation in Sudan is so critical and they need support if you're able to, even a dollar to support the families in Sudan that are struggling right now to even have water or food. Electricity is not even a question at this point. People do not have electricity. They don't have service. Sometimes my father is unsuccessful in in talking to his relatives and making sure that they're okay. But fundraisers are being set on social media for these families, for these displaced people, and making sure that they're okay, that they're safe, that they're away from... The things that people tell you you aren't supposed to fear. Your own your own people. 
this is going to conclude this episode for today. Happy Sudanese Independence Day. I hope that you guys have a happy and healing weekend. And if you guys are able to donate to support the cause in Sudan, that would be very appreciated by the many. And inflation here is crazy because $100 there is is something that will allow a family of seven to survive for a month happily and safely. Have a happy and healing rest of your week. I know that it's only Monday and I think I'm going to catch you on Friday. So I will see you then.